Howdy, 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 and welcome to the Red Dirt Aggie Show. I'm Brian, the Red Dirt Aggie, and uh, beside me today is August Mann, a Texas musician, and uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself. Well, hello, y'all. Thank you for having me. Um, you know, appreciate the opportunity to come on and uh, kind of talk about some, some of my experiences and background and whatnot. Um, you know, I, I'm excited to be here, so let's get it going. Right on, right on, and uh, we'll just we'll just start real simple here with the questions. But I mean, uh, what made you want to become, or what kind of inspired you to become a musician to start making music? Well, um, younger, you know, younger version of myself, being like twelve years old, uh, got to go to some shows with my dad and. Uh, see see people like Casey Donahue band, Randy Rogers band, uh, Pat Green. You know those were some acts that were kind of a big influence. Um, right you know in my my early days, uh, and it grew my interest in the guitar. Um, however, you know I I was busy with sports and things like that, and so mm -hmm. I, I really didn't pick it up until college. You know I picked around in high school and all of that, but I found myself having a lot more free time in college, and so uh, yeah. that's when that's really when I started to pick it up. Yeah, so that that influence from a from an early age where you start to kind of fall in love with the music, and you finally get more time when you get to college. And <laughs> yeah, <you're just> for <laughs> sure. Hanging around, you know, yeah. picking on some guitar, maybe having a few drinks with your buddies, you know. For sure. But. Um, what what's your favorite part of the the music creation process of, of creating music? Honestly, you know, getting it out, you know, just having, you know, you're having some thoughts or or an experience or you know, not even your experience is always. Sometimes it's, you know, something you heard about or your you know, a buddy went through something and and you put put the thoughts onto some paper or onto to to your phone and uh, you know, put some chords to it. Yeah, just so um, that the story. Yeah. That that really that part of it it feels good. So um, creating music really the the best thing is you know bringing a thought or a story to life by you know putting some words and some chords to it and it you know it really just feels good getting that all out. Get rid of those those tough emotions or just telling a story even that maybe you heard from someone. It's just cool to to be able to tell that story. I guess, huh? Yeah, for sure. But um, so uh, I know you mentioned some some names earlier when we were talking about what kind of got you into music. But who are some of your your big influences right now, or maybe some of your favorite artists right now? Ooh, so right now, I mean, a lot of a lot of um, I, I guess as a lot of artists might say that it changes a lot. Yeah. Um, you know, you you go through phases and whatnot. Um, right now just moved to a little beach town called Rockport near Corpus Christi. Um, so I've been into uh, to Jake Owen a lot. I, I really <laughs> dig Jake Owen. He's got the whole, you know, beach country vibe going on and whatnot. Um, you know, I, I still listen to some of those Texas guys like uh, Cody West and Giovanni and the Hired Guns and whatnot. Um, obviously, Co Wetzel, who doesn't listen to that yeah, guy these days. You know, you got you got your Co Wetzels and your Parker McCollum's that have just kind of exploded from the Texas music scene. And your so yeah. Oh, and um, Hardy, 
really really dig what that guy's no, doing. No, yeah, we uh, we did an episode um, a little while back, and we kind of talked all about that Hardy album and <laughs> how crazy that was. How he yeah. just went from from country right into rock right in the middle. <laughs> in the right in the middle of the song. So. Yeah, that's. I thought that was neat, and it's it's cool because you know both both halves of it sound pretty solid. You're like, dang, yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know, I can I can mess around with either one of these. So, <laughs> um, but you know, moving moving to the the big question, perhaps the most important question of the day. Well, it is if you ask Rich O'Toole, um, who you can thank for this question. Our first guest we ever had on here. Um, you know his whole deal with beans and chili. Do beans belong in chili? Man, I gotta say, um, you know, I, I've had it both ways. I think, uh, I think it's great both ways. I'm not gonna say I, yeah. I pick a side, you know, because I've had, I like me some wolf brain chili with no beans, <laughs> and then I'll eat wolf brain chili with beans. It's the same to me. So, you know, <laughs> I have a, you know, my family. My family puts beans in chili, so, um, you know, I've kind of had that, but, you know, I definitely am not scared to go get some without it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas, I guess the other side is like, hell no. <laughs> I'm not, I'm, that's yeah. not, they don't belong in there, you know. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, Brandon Ryder, um, our, uh, our most recent guest, uh, at the time of this filming, um, he he was he took a very strong stance and was like no no beans ever you know he's like a bowl of red is a bowl of red you know and then he, of course Rich is like beans all the time so it's just interesting to hear a lot of people say me personally you know I eat it with beans my family does it with beans so like I'm fine with it but I've heard people that are like well it depends because if you put it on a hot dog you know, it's like, well, then no, you probably don't want beans because that's weird. But if you're going <laughs> to get it in a bowl, I mean, if it has beans, it's not that bad. Right. And I was like, and then honestly, that's probably the proper answer right there. <laughs> I heard that one. Right. Um, but yeah. You ever uh, you ever spend any time dancing over at Hurricane Harry's or watching some bands play or something? I know that's a popular spot up in Aguilin right now. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, Spent a lot of time in college at Hurricane Harry's and the tap, the tap. Um, where else? I mean, Shiner Park. Every once in a while, that place is a little too much for me sometimes. <laughs> but um, for all you old eggs, that was Daisy Dukes, and then I think what was, what was it called after that? It was like something two four. Like it had a number in the name Boulevard something. It's changed names a lot, but it's been Shiner for the past few years. Yeah. Um, you know, re- really, at at, um, at Hurricane Harry's, I, I mean, I think I was there every weekend at the shows <laughs> and stuff. I mean, it'd have to be somebody that I just couldn't stand for me to not be there, you know. So I was, <laughs> I was there, you know, discovering new artists, you know, the openers and things like that. Um, you know, really, I got, I got to see some of these people on the come up, like, Parker McCollum and Co. Wetzel, right, you know, when nobody knew who they were, and, um, you know, some of these other guys, too, um, as far as, like, Giovanni and the Hired Guns, and, um, Shotgun Rider, that was a big one that I really enjoyed, unfortunately, rest in peace, you know, they're not even a thing anymore, but, um, yeah, I spent a lot of time there, and that, that kind of helped me into, 
saying, hey, I think I want to pick up this guitar and see what I can do with it, you know? Yeah, um, you, you see them and you're like, man, like, you know, I want to try to do that. Yeah, <laughs> it looks fun. <laughs> nice one. <laughs> yeah, man. But, um, and of course, you know, you hear all, all of the songs from all these bands. If you go there and you go dancing on a night, there's not a concert, you know, and then you, you learn to learn all their songs and you're like, dang, like, maybe this is something I can get into. Right, right. <laughs> And and at the tap too. I mean, the tap was yeah. The tap was awesome. You know, it was the the place people went during Monday <laughs> and Tuesday nights and stuff like and that. And Wednesdays they used to have a piano bar too. Yeah, that, that thing was <laughs> rowdy, dude. Um, but no, that was cool too. Getting to you know do do some of those concerts that were like more intimate and whatnot, and yeah. um, you know that was definitely a good experience. Um, trying to think you know what where's some other spots there i know they opened some uh, another uh concert kind of area at the mall there or something i never got to go there but you know it's it's a cool place if you're if you're someone that's into music and whatnot live music i think college station's a little hub in itself yeah college station is definitely one of those hubs on the on the scene you know, everyone's always like, oh, Austin, you know, for live music. But there's there's plenty of other cities in, in Texas and really around the country that have their own little their own little hubs. But College Station's one for sure. Right, and, and actually Brian is as well because... Yeah, it, they've it, kind of revitalized it. Yeah, they, they have they have these like little, little bars and outside areas where, you know, people go and sip some some craft beer and, and listen to live music and whatnot. Yeah. Um, I think they got like a little speakeasy or something going on there. Oh, right that's now. cool. Yeah, that's so cool. but but Brian, yeah, definitely Brian is becoming um, you know, right in line with College Station. Probably not you know I, not I think quite it, of that Yeah, level, no, like. I think I think it's <laughs> I think it's more friendly to to people starting out though, you know, as whereas you, you kind of gotta be on a certain level to get into those bars and, and play in College Station. Well, yeah, not only that, but it's a way, it might be an older crowd at some of those places over there in Bryan too. Right. So just to, knowing your audience, I guess too. But um, I want to ask, do you, do you have a favorite song that you yourself or anyone involved with you and your band or anything that you've written? Man, honestly, I I really. I really love the one that I dedicated to my dad just because he played such an influential part in my life. Um, you know, he bought my first guitar. He um, kind of pushed me to go to school and go to College Station. And, um, you know, he taught me a lot of the things that I learned today. Um, you know, and, and so I, I ended up losing him, unfortunately, you know, midway through, through college. And so that that really was a big boost for me to like say hey all right i need to start you know playing this more i need to start yeah. uh putting words to paper and whatnot more um you know so really i i, I wrote that song like i want to say like six months into me like taking playing guitar seriously i wrote like half of it and put it away in my phone and um decided hey i'm gonna make an album and um, I brought that up and I'm like I gotta finish this so yeah. um, me and a buddy of mine uh, we we picked it back up and we ended up finishing it and uh, 
I said, I know that, you know, the rest of the album is not going to be anywhere remotely like this, but this has got to be, you know, like a feel-good country song because, I mean, you know, that's, <laughs> you know, like, I'm not going to make it what everything else was in the album. Um, for those of you that have heard it, you know, it's it's definitely... It's a little um, more country it's, than the rest it's of an the outcast album, from, It's an outcast compared to the rest of the album, but... It's one of my favorites on the album, though, to be honest. Like, yeah. I guess just because it has the most like personal meaning behind it. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know. That's for you to decide, I guess. Which right, one's the most right, personal meaning? Right. But <laughs> I mean, it's called it's, it. it's yeah. called dad. It's so. called dad. So I'm assuming, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's a great song. If if you haven't heard it, look it up. It's on Spotify wherever else right? yeah it's it's literally <laughs> it's anywhere there. you can stream music it's everywhere so yeah and we'll uh if you're watching on uh youtube we'll link it in the description too but um so what about uh moving back moving to live music what's your favorite live concert show that maybe you've seen as a fan that you've gone to see well i gotta say i mean the, it's 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 kind of a tie for me, but they've both happened this last year. Uh, I'm a college graduate now, so I can afford some more cooler experiences. <laughs> right. Um, but can branch out from. <laughs> yeah, from for sure. So the first one being seeing George Strait at the Houston Rodeo. I mean, that was all time king of country. That was oh, that was yeah, amazing for sure, dude. It was amazing. I mean, it was two and a half hours. I mean, nobody plays two and a half hours. Let alone like a sixty-five-year-old man. I mean, that's crazy. No, I know. And I was actually at that show too. Me and my now wife, uh, we bought tickets. You know, way way up top, but you know, still still expensive because it's freaking George Strait. But yeah, the fact that he's you know at the age that he's at and he still sounds like pretty much the same, and you see him, you're like, oh my gosh, that dude is old. And then he starts singing, and you're like, but he still sounds like yeah. You know, it was it was same. awesome. <laughs> and and honestly, you know, just the nostalgia because yeah. hearing his songs, I mean, for my entire life, you know, I've I've heard his music whether I'm out out eating or at Walmart or wherever. I mean, he, this guy's music <laughs> is welcomed everywhere. Yeah, like there's you know, even if you're not a country music fan, you're probably a George Strait fan. If you know oh yeah, like, yeah there's sure. at least one song that you like or that you at least know. Yeah, you know even I mean? if you even <laughs> if you don't like country music you probably know George Strait <laughs> yeah you know or you've heard his music because mm -hmm. it's everywhere it's everywhere um and then the the other the other uh the other one that's tied with that is I uh I got to see this summer jam concert where it was uh, it was Joan Jett it was Poison oh, it nice. was Mo Motley Crue <laughs> And it was Def Leppard. I mean, it was. So you got all your all your eighties like power hair bands. <laughs> yeah, it was <laughs> awesome. It was awesome. Out. Def Leppard is. Yeah. They're insane. I mean, they're so good still. You know, similar to George Strait. Um, Molly Crew was cool. Um, they <laughs> they were struggling a struggling a little bit, but hey, they're old guys that have been yeah. through a, a lot of partying. A lot of partying. <laughs> If you've seen the, the, there's some kind of like, uh, there's a movie or something on yeah. that screen. Yeah. <laughs> you can look that one up on your own. I don't know if it's clean to talk about that one on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> um, but 
know. Have you? Uh, what's the coolest venue you've played at, or the, like the uh, the best place that you've played a show at? I mean, honestly, for me, it, playing at the Tap. I mean, I I got to play at the Tap uh, one time. I was part of you know this uh, series of musicians kind of doing a little song swapping and whatnot and. Like a songwriters um, series kind of thing. Yeah, 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 and so uh, I got to play at the tap. There was a lot of people there, and um, it was nice for for once, you know, because some of these smaller guys that you know were just getting started and whatnot. Um, there's a lot of times where people are there, but they may not be listening. But you know, so <laughs> yeah. But when you go to an event like that, everyone's listening because like they're there because they like hearing songwriters and their stories mm-hmm. um so it was it was nice getting to do that and um you know seeing a lot of people uh play there and then finally getting to be one of them that was really cool for me yeah um you know that's kind of it's kind of one of those things for all aggies like hey they've all been to the tap at some point you yeah know? you know it's so, like a rite of passage <laughs> yeah so it was cool getting to play there um that's probably one of my favorite um as far as places i've played yeah man well that's it, it it's always it's always a good time those concerts over at the tap too because it, it's just ever it's up close and like personal too you know yeah, like, for sure um but I have to ask, what's your ultimate goal for your career as a musician? If you have like had an ultimate goal or what you want from your career? Well, I um, I would have to say just to tell as many stories that I can and and you know hopefully help as many people as I can because honestly, music is is therapy to me. I mean, whether it's for having a good time or going through a rough time. I mean, um, music is somehow always involved. And so, right. um, for me, just doing my part and, in, in providing that for people. So, um, I would say a goal of mine is just to ultimately keep, keep making music and, you know, whoever wants to listen, let them. <laughs> yeah. So just, um, you say, you say telling as many stories helping to see people so I guess just continuing to be able to write music and make music is your goal then huh yeah and for sure channel, right? just, <laughs> just to be able to keep doing it you know yeah for sure um, and you know sometimes sometimes I'm sure that gets hard you know life gets in the way of stuff sometimes yeah. and, uh, but just to be able to keep, keep it going you know um, like anything else but uh what is your opinion uh, on where where you fall as your genre, also as well as like what you consider Texas music or Red Dirt to be today? Um, <coughs> if you I, have a genre, I know not everyone <laughs> does. Some people say they're their own genre nowadays, yeah. right? Um, honestly, um, I don't know. I would find myself into the like country rock or something like that Um, yeah (laughs) something like that um you know but i you know people say the texas music scene is like that's not country well they're not trying to be country you know they're just doing what they what makes them feel good and what's what their influences are like that's what's so great about the whole scene though is it's just there, there is no one thing that it falls into. It's all that genre because it's just people are just playing what they're influenced from when they were little. I think that's right. why we're seeing that 
that almost like pop punk sound come into a lot of it because the artists around the age they are that was big in the late 90s and early 2000s and all these artists are like you know in their 20s so i mean people (laughs) my age you know we're talking about what are their biggest influences well those are those biggest influences are the ones that we got to get on our first ipod when we were like you know like i don't know yeah. 2007 or something on yeah, that and you're the, like, the big old brick what music did we have on there <laughs> but um yeah like you know the the green day and the like whatever else i don't know like 182, yeah, 182 and all that and you hear even with guys like co wetzel now he's almost shifted over to like a punk rock musician you know he started off country and then got a little more like country rock and now it's just like full rock and all now that that guy's in his own world (laughs) yeah he's always in his own world in a lot of different ways (laughs) he just does not care (laughs) he does what he wants but um go if you ever see this we'd love to have you on the podcast (laughs) (laughs) yeah come come hang out with uh brian come hang out with me please <laughs> but um yeah uh who who are some of your uh, favorite artists today maybe uh, outside the genre outside the texas music scene or in the scene i don't know some of your favorite artists that you're listening to today um so i i listen to a whole lot of different music um you know i listen to country and you know like that said jake owen and stuff like that and right. i listen to Cody West and um, Giovanni and the Hired Guns somewhat and I guess if I had to step outside of that genre um, I listened to some of the like um, what, what would you call it, EDM music like when I'm working out or whatever like Skrillex and stuff yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know I'll dip into some rap I have like an like a, a rap uh, a rap playlist it's called High School <laughs> and it's literally all of the old the old Drake the old like some old Drake and some old Lil Wayne and yeah stuff. all yeah. that stuff um you know <laughs> I'll play true. I'll play some of that and um you know I, as far as my favorite artists outside of I would say like country or Texas music Texas mm. country music everything um it's probably gonna have to be like Def Leppard I mean I just that band is awesome to me yeah. <laughs> so well, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, it's good It's good to listen to, I think, all the different genres and then try to, you can pull your favorite parts from each one and then make your own thing, you know? And that's yeah. kind of like what everyone's doing now. And that's <laughs> that's why we get all these new unique sounds coming out of Texas yeah. and stuff. I, ha- I, have, a, I have another playlist uh, <laughs> of, like, rock music, like old rock music. And uh, it's called Adam Sandler, just because he Adam Sandler movies have all of the awesome rock oh, songs. Yeah. Like any it's any true. of those movies, you'll hear you're bound to hear one, you know, one song that like you're like, wow, that's a banger. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh wow, but um, so. Do you have any new music that's coming soon? Anything you're working on or any kind of announcements that you'd like to tell us about here on the podcast or tell our viewers? Yeah, so, um, well, I, I uh, recently got married. Um, so that Same. was, <laughs> so that was, that took up quite a bit of uh, my time and commitment. And 
uh, made some career changes outside of music and um, and really uh, and then then I moved also you know I was up here in the in the Houston area and I moved down south to be in, be on the water that's where I'm kind of happy but uh, um, I'm gonna start picking it back up I'm gonna start uh, yeah. writing some new tunes and uh, hopefully we'll have something out um, let's let's be realistic here you know, hopefully we'll have something out uh, next summer I wanna I wanna make a uh, another project and see what we can do with it yeah we'll we'll be we'll be looking forward to that man yeah and hopefully we'll... hopefully uh, a single or two will come out before um, any of that but um, yeah I'll definitely I'll keep y'all posted about it yeah yeah we'll we'll do what we can to, to spread the word <laughs> um, but that's exciting to hear. Any any uh any plans to uh to play any live shows or anything or try to play any gigs? Yeah, I mean, really, the the first the focus I I, I feel I need to do is um, get some more music written. Um, right. You know, I know people want to hear covers and all that, but um, you know, I I feel like I got some more work to do and uh and uh get get the band back together really and yeah. uh, get things going uh, get it rolling yeah but I, I definitely want to get some live shows going and um, see if I can't tap back into that college station scene a little bit and uh, yeah. go back up there and you know hit there's it. some new places that have like opened that are like so um, there was a guy I was talking to um, I don't want to reveal any names but we may have another guest coming soon to the show um but he was playing a gig somewhere at um uh what's do you remember what the name of that place is up in college station where they have all the shops and like the new movie theater and everything it's across from oh, Paris. you know um, what i'm talking about but um, yeah i do I, I can't remember the name for life it's like century square yeah Cent maybe? century square yeah. yeah well they have some place over there that does live music now oh, i wow. think too nice. And there's like an Irish pub over there and stuff too. I think there's some, there's a few more venues. They also have you know, Stage Twelve over at Bookshire Brothers that does concerts. Yeah, now. yeah. There's a Bookshire Brothers with, that has a concert stage, which is kind of <laughs> wild. But a, a little, um, little off topic here, but it kind of, kind of <laughs> what you were saying reminded me. I, had, I'd seen something a while back. Not to scare any of the Aggies on on here listening, but. Um, talking about Hurricane Harry's yeah. getting, getting torn down. I saw that too, I mean, and I don't know. Like, I don't know how long that'll be from now, but hopefully, you know, they can figure it out. But I think that was just a rumor, or like someone was trying to create hysteria because I haven't heard anything about it since. But I know right. what you're talking about. They were saying, "Oh, Century Square is going to like expand into there," yeah. but I'm like, I don't see how that makes any sense. I mean <laughs> that that parking lot takes up a lot of real estate, though, so. I mean, I could see them, you know, doing something like yeah. turning it into a garage and maybe like, yeah. <laughs> or part of it into a garage because there's definitely, they don't need that whole parking lot necessarily, but I don't know. You ever been to a, to a sold out okay, show? Well, maybe they do for the sold out shows, <laughs> yeah, but no, that's true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I may or may not have, it's a, it's it's a relatively safe parking lot to leave your car in overnight too. I mean, may or may not have left my car there before after one of the shows. You know, smart thing. You know, you Uber home and leave the car. But um, but yeah, you know, getting back to on topic. <laughs> uh, um, uh, you you have 
any other hobbies outside of music that you would say you're passionate about? Um, I enjoy fishing and being on the water. Uh, that's kind of why I moved moved back to the coast. Um, and so uh, I, I definitely enjoy being on the water, enjoy fishing, and um, enjoy spending time with my family and whatnot. Um, as far as other hobbies other than fishing, um, man, I can't really think of much. I mean, I, I, I play Call of Duty like every yeah. other guy, you know, but uh, whenever I get a chance, I'll play that. Or um, I heard there's a new NCAA game coming out, so I'm excited for that. Yeah, it, it got delayed. It's supposed to be out uh, this July, but they delayed it all the way to next year. They're having trouble with the licensing because they're trying to put real players in it now that they have NIL and all that. Right. And they're trying to figure out, I think, the best way to do it and how people are going to get paid because, like, do they pay, like, the players that are better more? Or, like, is everyone going to get paid the same? How many players are actually going to be real players? Because, you know, they do the whole, like, NCAA, then that's, like, a lot of players. But Yeah. Um, well, for the sake of me um, buckling down and getting some more music out, I'm glad it got delayed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. For, for the sake of me, you know... Being a good teacher this year, I, I'm a teacher for for my day job, so it, it's probably good that it, got, yeah. <laughs> you know, more time for the podcast and more time for for uh, for the hanging, children, for the children, <laughs> for the children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> shoot, man. But um, you know, we talk we talk a lot about music on this podcast, but we also. Um, we also cover Aggie sports a lot too. Uh, you want to talk some Aggie sports for a little bit? Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, um, there's you remember that App State game last yeah, year? Yeah, <laughs> not a whole lot to gloat about, but um, yeah. Oh man, I do remember the App State game. I was there for that, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a rough one, man. They I always just... they always find a way to beat someone that they shouldn't have, though. It's they're, yeah. they're little weasels, I think. <laughs> yeah, you remember they took down Michigan like a few years ago too. When Michigan was like one of the top teams, they went into same thing, you know. Took down Michigan. They come into Kyle Field, take us down. They're doing cartwheels across our field at the end of the game. I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. But yeah, hopefully, hopefully this year we we uh, have we beat the Upstates of the world. <laughs> yeah, we have we have some more success. Uh, well, we have some success, not some more. You know, we haven't really had much. Um, we're paying a whole lot to have a whole lot, a whole lot of nothing. <laughs> Jimbo's got a lot of moolah, but um, you know, we'll see if, if Bobby Petrino is going to be the savior. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's a wild card. So we need <laughs> we need some some movement and somebody to come shake things up a little bit. <laughs> well, uh, we got too much talent, you know. I feel like to to not do anything this year. Yeah, and I just I think the the locker room kind of fell apart last year too. You had players doing drugs and smoking weed and stuff in the locker room, uh, alleg- allegedly, <laughs> and then uh, you know players getting suspended for team rules. There, there's all sorts of wild stuff, and then uh, you know this year, Anaya Smith was hurt and he was out all year last year. He was supposed to be a veteran presence, like a leader in the locker room, you know, and he probably was absent a little bit last year being hurt. Um, hopefully something like that can help kind of 
hold some of those younger guys so they don't get too inflated of an ego or you know you don't have issues in the locker room there but um if everyone can stay out of trouble and you know stay healthy this year i think there's reason to be optimistic on the offensive side of the ball this year you got connor wigman who's the projected starter uh, they say it's a quarterback competition. They say it's close, but they say it every year, and I feel like Jimbo really knows who he's going to go with. Right. I mean, you know, even if you go with Max Johnson, that that's fine. I, I'd be comfortable with him too. But I think Wigman's going to end up winning the job. And you know, last year in his his little bit of action, he didn't throw any inter, any interceptions. And of course, he he um he, we almost took down Ole Miss last year with him uh, starting. That was one of his first starts, and it's on the road in the SEC, you know. Um, and then he, of course, had that great game at the end of the year to take down LSU and effectively eliminate them from any kind of playoff yeah. hopes. They had a slim chance to make the playoffs there at the end, but um, you know, we had absolutely nothing to play for, which is kind of funny, except to be a spoiler. <laughs> we, you know, yeah. came in there, and he looked great, you know, I think he had something like eight touchdowns and no picks last season in this little bit of action. So, uh, and to all the talent he's going to have to throw to this year because you got Evan Stewart and Moose coming back, and then now you're going to have Anaya Smith decided to come back since he got hurt last year. He's granted another year of eligibility, so he'll uh, he's he's been here for a while because the COVID year, and then he redshirted his freshman year, I think, and then also got another year because of being injured so yeah so i mean got a lot of a lot of uh, big players coming back hopefully i mean there's something's got to be done you know we got to do something here yeah uh, i think uh if not we'll see some people um uh, no longer employed <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's if you're jimbo you have to win at least eight games or you're getting fired i think and um if you win eight games i think you're on the hot seat to start next year um, and if you come out and lose a couple early on, you might get fired in the middle of the season. I, I don't – I'm one of those people who doesn't believe that the buyout is actually an issue for Jimbo because I think uh, the A&M donors <laughs> and boosters can come up with that money if they need to. <laughs> I, I think they have the money, <laughs> you know. I, I don't think it's an issue. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's cool. That's cool is uh... – there's <clears throat> yeah, I'm not I'm not too far out from when I graduated and I mean I go back and there's <laughs> things that are unrecognizable already. I'm like, yeah. oh Lord, it's only been it's only been like three, four years. Oh yeah. I mean I I think about like <laughs> when I got out there my freshman year in twenty fourteen, what it looked about looked like versus now, you know Ooh, that kinda scared me a little bit. almost ten years later now. Because, <laughs> you know, next year it'll be ten years since I was a freshman up there. That's that's kind of nuts but um yikes i'm old <laughs> <laughs> oh no <laughs> but uh yeah when i was out there you know there was no century square like we were talking about there was no brookshire brothers with the concert stage there was no heb over on wellburn there was no whataburger on wellburn there was none of that stuff that all, all came later <laughs> yeah that that new park i mean me, yeah, me, Park. <laughs> I enjoy I enjoy fishing. I mean that that's awesome. They they have like yeah. some super rare fish that are in that pond and you catch know, a release. Yeah, yeah. yeah students yeah. can go over there and you know have a blast. So that's cool. I'm gonna have to go check that out. Hopefully they they let alumni in there. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a big. Uh, there's a big tailgate scene over there on game days. So I yeah. went up there. Um, it was, 
last year, a uh, couple weeks after that uh, Appalachian State game, uh, my my friend Colin, some of you know Colin because he's on here every now and then, um, he came up with, uh, he had an extra field box ticket, and I got to go sit down real close to the field. We went to the Miami game, and that was still, you know, early on, so people were like, we can come back from this after the App State game. We, we won that game. It was, it was a good uh, game, but... Uh, got to go see Aggie Park, and it, it's something else, man. There were little kids uh, fishing and stuff, and they just kept catching them over and over and over again. Cause and uh, I took uh, some cool pictures. They're on our Instagram page. They're some of our first pictures that we posted. Oh, wow, yeah. But, go check that out. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so hopefully we see a little more, a little more positivity this year for Aggie football. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Uh, as always, man. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just wanted to say thanks, thanks for coming by. Thanks yeah, for coming man. by to hang out, man. Um, Appreciate y'all having us. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime you want to come back, or if you ever want to hop on a Zoom call, just let us know. Yeah, um, I might have. To, well, we might have to do like a, a mid-season feeler, see what's going on, and yeah, uh, talk some sports. Yeah, and we'll, give an update on how the how the album's coming along. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, dude. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, this has been another episode of the Red Dirt Aggie Show. Uh, And as always, Giggum and God bless. Giggum, we'll see you next time.